Hello, this is a Jay the Shark and Friends and Russell mm, and Russell podcast. And on today's show, we're talking to the Bubble Queen, Donna Toon, aka DJ Toonie, aka the Toon Meister. That's right. Originally from New Zealand, Donna has been on Phuket working first in hospitality, then as a GM of a beach club where she achieved one of her bucket list, and that was to work with me. Jayla Shark. She's also been a wedding planner and now she's Phuket's Lady of Lunchtime Radio. Uh, she's also done a shed load of work for charities such as a Good Shepherd and Phuket has been good to us. Super positive chick and yes, she likes a bubble or two. Mm, I love Donna Toon. She's awesome. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've got the legend that is uh, DJ Tooney, Donna Toon, legend. Donna, hello. Hey, boys, how are you? Lockdown <laughs> board shitless. No. <laughs> Russell, we only did the, the podcast of positivity yesterday. You've got to be positive. Come on. No, 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 no. The podcast of positivity was yesterday. Okay. Well, this one's going to be all shit, is it? Yes. <laughs> no, it's DJ Tooney. The legend of lunchtime radio is in our midst. We have to uh, embrace this. Yeah, you can balance whatever you want to balance, Russell. I don't mind. Uh, Donna, in my <laughs> stop it, Russell. This is uh, also this is an audio recording, not a video recording. Although it is video recording, we take the audio, so don't worry. Claim that the uh, listeners can't see the audio because you boys are obviously having some sort of beard challenge. I feel like I'm losing the the beard competition with regards to you both. Mm, I hate it's, it. It's just laziness. Laziness. Yours is Jay Russ. Yeah. <laughs> I spend a lot of time with Jay. Yeah. No, the, yeah. for some reason we both decided just not to shave while this uh, Corona 19 virus is going on, which I think is a stupid idea because I hate it. However, on a positive note, I've noticed that mine, I thought it would go quite grey, but it hasn't. It stayed very nice and dark, whereas Russell's looks awful. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, it, but I'm okay he, with that. He, he's kind of fairer on the top though as well though. So to be fair, it's kind of flowing through, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's flowing through <laughs> like the bullshit he talks. Um, Donna Toon, how long? You've been here probably longer than, than Russell and I. How long have you been in Phuket for? Oh, we've been here 11 years now. Oh, so not as long. So Russell, you've been 15, yeah? 15, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, when we moved here, we met you boys. And I was thinking about my first memory of you guys was when you did that ridiculous... Uh, no, amazing, sorry. <laughs> amazing. Three-legged race. Oh. See, now, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Donna. Because <laughs> Jay and I have been talking about this for a while, and he is dead keen to give it another crack to see if we can actually break the record, uh, which has since um, been extended, but that's by the by. Um, but I, I reckon we can do it. 
I, I reckon you probably have forgotten about the massive blisters that you had on the soles of your feet after the 24 hours. Well, how, how many hours did you end up doing? It was like 18 or something. 17. When you say we had blisters, <laughs> <laughs> I think what you actually mean... Shall I jump in here? Um, yes, by all means. Yeah, so that's your first memory of us, which, uh, yeah, it was a horrible, horrible experience of walking... No, December 2011, wasn't it? It was 2011, yeah, I think so. And then, yeah, we walked 17 hours, um, over 70k. 70 kilometres. Yeah, and it was, um, yeah, it was a whole... together. Yeah, the together bit was okay. I didn't mind that. But yeah, no, the blisters, the next day in hospital, I don't know if we've ever... We have talked about this for me on the podcast. The blister, you never really mentioned it, to be fair. <laughs> the blister, which went, <laughs> covered my entire right foot, which also then started coming up over the top. And I don't know how blisters, but they were growing up between my toes and coming over the top of my foot. So I had blisters. Oh, it was, I mean, going to the hospital to have the second skin removed. Oh. One of the worst. I mean, people say that giving birth is painful. And Donna, you can probably, you've had two, so you probably can say this. But I tell you what, having second skin ripped off a blister, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that's up there. Yeah, that's pretty bloody painful, boys. And, but I think you should give it a go again. Like, I remember when we talked about it, uh, Russell was saying that, you know, Jay started to get blisters on one foot, so he was kind of leaning and then caused issues on the other. And Is that right, Jay? Yeah. I hate you, Donna. This is not supposed to have a <laughs> to go. Uh, Donna Toon, what brought you Thanks to... Thanks for joining the podcast. No, no, yeah. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> Donna Toon, DJ Toonie, um, the, the hero of lunchtime radio. What, what brought you to Phuket? Well, as you know, Habby and I are both hoteliers. And um, we have uh, been on islands our whole, pretty much our whole careers uh, in hotels. And we'd been in the Maldives for about five years and loved it. And, but, you know, you kind of, kind of, it has its path. And, you know, we'd started to have kids and, you know, it's not really a place to bring up children in the Maldives, as idyllic as they are. So we were looking for um, sort of a place that was still island-based, but kind of um, more city-like I guess uh, and so we moved to Koto Kinabalu which is in Borneo because we couldn't get to Thailand. Thailand's a really difficult place to get a job in so we thought if we move closer then we might be able to get to Phuket. So we went to KK and we lasted there 10 months, hated it. Did you climb the mountain? I did climb the mountain. Did you climb the mountain? Yeah, yeah years ago, yeah, yeah. It's cool, huh? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I guess it was the same when you did it. So you climb however many hours on the first day and you camp overnight, get up at like two in the morning and do the rest of it for sunrise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So th that was pretty special. That was pretty yeah. cool. Amazing to get right at the top. And boys, you know me, so I love my bubbles. So I had in my backpack, I had like a little miniature bottle of Moet and Chandon. <laughs> and so which, which is surprising no one. <laughs> exactly. Other, other champagnes are available though, AJ. And um, so when we, when we got to the top, you know, we took all our photos of the sun, sunrise and stuff. And then I pulled out the bottle of champagne. But of course, the air temperature and, the, and when I opened it, went bang! And everyone that was at the top was like, what the heck? So, yeah, yeah it was funny. But Donna, just, about, just take that, so, Donna, you're, you're a New Zealandish person. Yes. So when yes. did you... So you... I want to go back a little bit further before... So... You're obviously you and where your you partner. Born? Where were you born in New Zealandish? 
Uh, I'm from Christchurch and Tony is from Auckland. And uh, we met, we both studied uh, at university hotel management, funnily enough, separately in different parts of the country. We didn't know each other then. And uh, we met in Christchurch at a friend's 21st, which is 25 years ago now. What did you say, Russ? Said minor details. Who's counting? Well, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yes. So we met there in Christchurch together, and then um, we moved to Auckland for my job, and he was working for airlines at the time. What um, was there, trolley dolly? He originally <laughs> was, yes. He Shut was. Shut the front door. <laughs> <laughs> he was, yep. Um, and then he started... You oh, whoa, 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 time to fuck, time to fuck out. We are not glossing over that. So, <laughs> back in the early days, old Tooney boy was a trolley dolly. He sure Explain. was. That, well, that's when I met him. So I was at university, uh, but working in a hotel, and he had just graduated, and he was working for NSET New Zealand as a trolley dolly. And how long did you do that for? He did it for a few years. I want to say maybe three years actually doing the tea and coffee and the chicken and fish. And then, um, uh, you know, he's quite a switched on lad, as you know. So he started into HR and then became base manager and blah, blah, rest of history. Yep. Right. How gay, how gay was he at the time? Well, that's what my brother said. When my brother first met him, um, he's like, oh my God. Your your boyfriend's totally gay. He's a flight attendant. He loves food and wine. And <laughs> oh wow, wow! All right, so you met a trolley dolly. He swept you off your feet, and then you moved you into the hotel um, stuff. So what? When did you decide as a as a couple to? Because obviously with the hotels, it is very transient. You do move around quite a lot. Did you want to leave New Zealand and, and travel and, as part of your togetherness? Or what, what was your kind of your thoughts? Well, we're quite different, Tony and I. So I grew up in Christchurch. My parents still live in the same house. My brothers all live in Christchurch. We're a very close family. And I had no intentions of even going to Auckland, let alone traveling overseas. But Tooney, he, um, as a kid, lived all over the world. His dad was in the oil business, so he lived in India and Brunei and Singapore and all these places. So he had these dreams of us traveling the world. And thank goodness he made me do it because we have had an incredible journey together. So where was, where was the first place that you went to? Uh, we went to Hayman Island in Australia. Okay, so not too far. No, not too far. Um, yeah. But that was, you know, 2001. And I think, you know, when you speak to a lot of hoteliers around the world, you know, even here in Phuket, there's so many people that have been through that property because it's mm -hmm. iconic in Australia and continues to be iconic, although closed at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah, that was our first sort of step. And so that was our first taste of island life. Okay. And, um, you know, we loved it. Okay. So and in terms of working-wise, because the other thing with, with hotel, were you working in the same hotel, like as a, as a, like a management couple? Yeah, so we we have different skill sets. Yeah. When <laughs> so, it comes to tea and coffee, I know who I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> so Tooney came up through um, HR and I came up through food and beverage. So 
we've always worked in properties in those two different places until we kind of reached the Maldives where we became a GM couple of a property. Okay. But then we split the property in half anyway. He did boats, engineering, HR, and I did spa, food and beverage, housekeeping sort of stuff. So okay. not every couple can work together. I'm sure you both mm. can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we've done it for such a long time and we're kind of like-minded people that we just do it. We love it. Yeah. But it's also in terms of you know, the, the jobs that you're looking for, you're, it's not so much it's limited, but if it's just if the job comes up in a particular location and it's just for one of you, it's then a case of, well, what does the other one do? Whereas if it's, you're both involved in the operation, it's a little bit different as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, we're lucky. Do you want to talk, Jay? No, I was, no, he didn't I was, answering, I was answering Russell's question about, especially with you and, and, and the big man. I mean, if he's working hard, you're definitely making sure the bubbles are flowing and, you know, you're yeah. checking the bubbles and making sure they're all at the right temperature, every single damn bottle. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like the property that we managed to get there, our first property in the Maldives was uber, uber luxury. And, you know, you could, it only had six rooms and each room had a, a 65 foot boat with it. But it was, everything was included. You could just come down into the restaurant and help yourself to free flow, whatever you wanted to drink, eat, whatever, anytime you like. And we had some, you know, really high. Go, Jay. No, I'm just asking. So you worked for Uber before Uber was cool. That's pretty good. So how did it work with the hotel rooms and stuff? I mean, were were people just come in and you just, I mean, I don't understand how that worked. Yeah, that's right. They just come in on their boat and take a room. And then we charge them to the credit card. (laughs) um yeah but really it was a really cool property and lots of high-end people and you know working together we had lots of fun and to be honest we probably drank a little bit too much there and that's where my taste of uh, champagne came from (laughs) Um. it's not just champagne you like donna anything with bubbles and wine in it you can be it doesn't have to be from the champagne region for donna she's that is great she does a She'll get a bottle of Chateau Villaz from Tesco's and just shake it up and put it in a soda stream and put some carbonate in it and stuff. Not sure about that. Yeah. When Not needs sure. must. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe in this crisis at the moment where our cash flow is a little bit low, we might be dropping our levels of bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> no, you'll be all right. Um, so when did you, you, you say you went to where that climb the mountain, climb every mountain, and that was your 10 months, wherever that was. I can't remember, Borneo. And so, Huda Huda Baloo. So you went to Huda yeah. Baloo and climbed the mountain. And then, so what was the first role in Phuket? What, who was the one who got the job here? Or did you get it together? Uh, no, so we had just had our second little monster, Oliver. Uh, so at that time, I wasn't working. So when we came to Phuket, Scott was the opening GM for Parisa up there on Kamala Hill. No, no, both of you have oh, been up yeah. And, and Russell, I was thinking, you know, like when preparing for this fantastic podcast, um, mm-hmm. I remember when you were doing um, celebrancy stuff. Yeah, I did a wedding up there, didn't I? You did. And your mate, who was really lovely, that unfortunately passed away. Uh, Stuart. Um, Stuart, that's right. So yeah. you took over from Stuart. So we had a wedding booked and you took over from him and you came to do the... Um, the pre-wedding chat and you were looking like you are now unshaven yeah. and you were yeah, like yeah. and jandals and I said I didn't really mention it, I was like, um, are you gonna like on the yeah. day like, 
made yourself a little bit better than you are now. And I didn't know you then, so I couldn't yeah. be like a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Far out. But, and the answer obviously was no. I just rocked up like this for the wedding. <laughs> With the Liverpool t-shirt on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, he's got one suit that he wears for every wedding. I've seen it. It's a nice one. Got, I think in front I've got two. All right, two. Yeah. I'm right. not just sure a... whether you wore a jacket. I thought you just wore a, a white shirt with an open collar. It's pretty hot up there. No, I, I, usually, I usually wear a suit with no tie. I, I refuse yeah. to wear a tie. Yeah. Yeah, so Tony was GM of uh, Parisa, and you boys have both done some work with us up there. Jay, you did some DJing, and Russ, you did some. Uh, I mean, it's still a beautiful property. I've just we just went there recently, as in November last year or something, for a bit of a girl session, and mm. oh, it's stunning. Such a stunning property, right? It, it is yeah, nice. I didn't like DJing there so much because of all the stairs. You had to lug your equipment up and down. That was the one thing I didn't like about it. And also, it was the, the golf carts were really were really slim. Well, not slim. Sorry, what's the word? Um, narrow. And so I was really worried that all the, I mean, especially when it was raining, it was, yeah, it wasn't my favourite place to DJ, I have to say. I, I didn't, I didn't love it. But I, I liked no. Parissa as a, as a whole. I thought it was, because, yeah, that's where we all, well, that's where I first met you and Scott was, was through that. Mm -hmm. And then I think the story gets even closer with Donna and I, because when did you move to... Hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, yes. That's true. Yeah, because Donna and I um, worked together very closely at one point. We did. did yeah, so, uh, do you want me to explain it, Jay, or would you like to? Well, it, 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 well, it is my podcast, but I guess you are a guest, so we should probably let you tell the story. And I'll interject when you get it wrong. Yeah, Donna, you, you start a story and Jay will bring the truth in later. <laughs> All right. Well, I met this amazing guy called... Timothy, no, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> so uh, part of my role at Fur as uh, Food and Beverage Director at uh, Parisa was to help open the beach club on Surin Beach, which at the time was stunning, um, called Zazada. You know, we all used to hang around Surin Beach, didn't we? Did you see Jade posted the other day some photos of taste on the beach there? I mean, we all loved it, right? Mm. Um, uh, so, yeah, so Food and Beverage, so I was looking for a, a general manager to manage... Uh, Zazada because I couldn't do both and uh, Jayla Shark came into my mind yes and at so the we time at the time that he came into your mind were you sitting there third bottle of champagne <laughs> <laughs> I've got a great idea was it <laughs> yeah no because no, I and, and Jay and I have spoken about this obviously not doing a podcast but you know just personally I think that Jay and I are quite similar in our characters and our kind of our place in the world here in Phuket. You know, we're, we know a lot of people, we've got a, a different skill sets. And, and so, and Jay was my first choice. Weren't you, Jay? No, and I really appreciate because at the time I was working for, I can't, I think I was working, I just finished with someone now. I was working for Ensign Media or Ensign Media doing, oh, at the time I was just getting into the Facebook marketing. Um, I just finished, actually, I just finished working at Up Beach Club. I think. Oh, yes. So Tanya, I did Tanya for a Up Beach Club. I, so I was GM there for all of two months until they realised that probably paying chefs millions and millions of bar isn't a good idea and whatever other stupid things they did there. Sorry, Tanya Pura, but you really screwed up on that one. 
because Up Beach Club was a lovely, oh, nice. lovely Dunning. property. It really was a stunning. great property. Um, anyway, we actually yeah. buying it. Did I tell you that? Sorry to interrupt your story. Scott, me, Andrew, and Paul, we spoke to Steve and Klaus many times. We were going to take over the lease on that property. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful property. I mean, it's still stunning now. They're, they're still trying to sell it. Um, they're trying to sell it now as a, as a private property rather than as a, than a restaurant stroke beach club. But yeah, so I was working there. And then I was working at Ensign Media, doing Facebook marketing, doing a bit of um, writing for their magazine, bits and pieces like that. And then, yeah, the, the, the Toonster phoned me up and said, Jay, come and work with me at Zarstar Beach Club and set up the coolest beach club in Phuket. I went, all right. Could have been really cool, right? Oh. <laughs> that was a lovely gear change. <laughs> it, it could have been the greatest beach club in Phuket if the... And this is what happens a lot in Phuket. If owners, um, and this goes for everyone who's listening who's an owner, owners, mm. let people who know what they're doing do the mm. job. That's right. Don't interfere just because you're rich and you have got time in your hands doesn't mean that you can do everything. I know you're bored. Go and play golf or go and sailing or do something. If you run in a business, and it still happens, I've still... No. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the people who know what they're doing do the job that they can do. It might not be how you think it is, and it might not yep. be right. It might not always be right, and they might make mistakes, but sometimes you just got to let the people do it. Um, and yep. We won't go into it too much, but yeah, Donna and I worked together really closely for the, for the setup of Zazadar, and just as we then had it about to have it running, unfortunately, whatever happened, happened, and it didn't go any further. No, shame. Beautiful. I mean, the whole of Surin Beach was stunning, right? That whole strip with Catch and Taste and Diamond and Up and Zazada. I mean, it's a stunning. No it was, shame, Jay. It, no, it was. And I really enjoyed it. I thought Don and I would work together really well. Like you said, we are very similar in, in, in how we do some things, but we, we have got a different skill set. And I think they would have worked so well together because, you know, you're, you're much more kind of, intelligent in some aspects and I am many aspects in fact um, and kind of knew the background of the F&B but I knew that you know I knew about beach car I knew about kind of the, the lifestyle side of things and I think together you know you would have drunk the bar dry of champagne and I would have you know picked up the great music and, and, and done all the other stuff I, I just it, it was a shame because I was I was actually really looking forward to working with you and working with Scott as well because Scott was on board at, at some points and just I was going to grab that knowledge from you guys, and it's just a shame that it didn't yeah. happen. Yeah, it's frustrating actually. It, it, it kind of I don't regret it. Because... Did... Go on. How long did the Zazada uh, thing go on for? Because it wasn't. It was short lived, wasn't it? Opened for about five months or something. Yeah. Yeah, it got knocked down when the whole of Surin Beach got knocked down. So you know, yeah. maybe it was a, you know. Whatever you know, I don't believe in fate so much, but maybe it was. Anyway, doesn't matter. But I was. I was, I mean, that's where Donna and I really, I mean, I started to fall in love with Donna and I did go up to Scott and ask his permission to take her. Um, he said yes straight away and actually gave me some money. Um, yeah. quite a lot of money, in fact, take her away. He was probably quite keen to get back on the airlines. Yeah, he, he was. He wanted to put on some tight trousers and uh, prance around and stuff and, and sing songs and, and be fabulous. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Tony, what got this? This jumping, jumping all over the shop here. You've done so many stuff, or so much stuff in Phuket, from your charity work, 
Um, you, you're now a, a, a what? Sorry, radio. Yeah, what what got you into the this because the radio stuff's really interesting because obviously both Russ and I were in radio for a long time in yep. Phuket. Um, what was the, the radio? Tell us the radio story. How did that all come about? Well, like like you just said with you boys doing the radio, that's one of the things, one of the many things that I love about Phuket is you get to do shit that you would never do in the real world because you, me and Russ would never be able to be radio stars in the real world. Well, one of us could be, I think. Stop it. Thanks, I appreciate that. I appreciate the vote of confidence. <laughs> no, but it's true, right? You know, yeah. you get to do stuff that you would never do. So um, it was just a fortuitous meeting with our good friend Byron. Uh, who runs 91.5 and um, I met him on a boat trip where we were drinking some lemonades and he kind of just liked my vibe and at the time Chantelle was doing that little one-hour show on the station where she interviewed people like Desert Island Discs mm -hmm. and she was about to go and work at Carter Rocks funnily enough and Byron needed someone to take over the show so I started doing this little one-hour show which was when I think back now probably pretty rubbish mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then it just went from there. I really love it. I love talking to people like you boys do, and I love music. And, you know, we don't do it for the money because we don't get paid. Yeah, that's right. Um, but, yeah, I really love it. And it just kind of gives me something for me, you know. So much of our time, as you know, Jay and you with your puppies, Russ, is, is given to other things. So it's one thing that I do here on the island that's actually for me. Donna, what, yeah. what year did you start with Byron? I was still at Parisa, so at least seven or eight years ago. Okay. And then how long did you do the Byron show for? Um, uh, I want to say maybe two years during DJ Doris's time. Oh, bless him. I know. Little shit that he was. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just trying to think. So was, I, I don't think I was doing Byron at that point. I think Byron and I had had our... Um, I think I'm going to be careful how you say that, Jay. <laughs> mm. um, or, or not. <laughs> yeah, he was, when I was doing it with him, he was up the hill in uh, Patong. Yeah, yeah. Pass it, pass it. Mm. Yeah, and then he moved to that little place in Katu, kind of by Quito. So I was yeah. probably only here six months. And then something happened, like the radio went down or I don't know. And then I was at Zazadar and Tim Newton walked in the door and said, Donna, I've got a proposition for you. I want you to do the same thing, but for 89.5. Wow, that's not often that Tim Newton pro proposes a lady, that's for sure. <laughs> he was just trying to get close to the Scott. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> nice. <laughs> <isn't it? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All trolley nollies together. <laughs> um, uh, but before this, you were also doing a lot of charity. You do a lot of work for charity. What, what was the, you know, apart from just going to the events and drinking champagne and eating buffets, what was the, the whole charity stuff? Because you're involved in quite a lot of different charities on the island. Well, I'm not really. I'm only involved in the Good Shepherd. Okay. Um, uh, that started a game with Chantel, who you both know, and you boys have done so much charity stuff for us as well. Um, she's kind of a scary woman, Chantel. And <laughs> she asked me to help. I kind of didn't really want to say no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to disappoint her or get in trouble or whatever it is. And so I started helping out with the Good Shepherd probably 10 years ago now. And now I kind of, I'm quite removed from the actual foundation. All I do is um, 
raise money. So I do events. So Ride for Kids, Melbourne Cup, all those things is just to raise money. I don't do the everyday working stuff. How was the, because I am jumping around a little bit, but I really want to touch on the, because you do do a lot. You're out there, you know, doing your stuff. How was the ride for kids? The first ride for kids was down from Bangkok all the way down to Phuket, was it not? It was Wahin to Phuket. So that was 845 Ks. And uh, for that event, I wasn't really organizing it. I was just riding it, uh, which was bloody lucky because I don't think I could have done both. <laughs> what was that experience like riding on the road? I mean, because obviously we all know Thai roads can be a little bit interesting. What was it like being on a bicycle in your Lycra? <laughs> I was on my, on my bicycle this morning in my Lycra, in my Ride for Kids kit, actually, funnily enough. Um, you know, look, you have to be very careful, as you can all imagine. I mean, Russ, you've been out on the roads, right? You're a bit of a cyclist, are you? Or am I just making shit up? Recently, yes, but I, I, I've got memories of it. Um, this meeting has been upgraded by the host and now includes unlimited minutes. Oh, thanks Check for that. you out. <laughs> um, yeah, so we tried to do sort of coastal roads and small little through villages and stuff. So a lot of it was amazing. Um, obviously, the drag from Kaolak into Phuket, that's a 100 k's of pretty tough, straight, dangerous roads. Uh, incredible experience. Loved it so much. Obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, it raised 1.5 million. You can't grumble at that. Wow, that's how long did it take? Sorry? How long did it take from Hyhen to Phuket? Oh, we did it over six days. Right. Um, sort of averaging 120 Ks, 130 Ks a day. And what were you um, doing in the evening? Exactly. <laughs> couple yeah. of quiets, couple of well-earned beers, yep. Um, did you, but, was it you hard know, to but, find... Donna, was it hard to find champagne along the, the roads? I mean, I mean, did you take a stop? It must have been a support vehicle, right? Yeah, support vehicle, pickup. Yeah, we did. Um, I kind of went into it thinking, you know, because my buddy Andrea, as you know, we're a bit naughty together. I kind of went into it thinking that we would do all that drinking, but in actual fact, we didn't drink anything on the whole trip because you're just, at the end of the day, you're exhausted. You're in bed by eight. The alarm goes off at five. You're on the road by six. Yeah you don't really want to dehydrate your body drinking bubbles. But the last night when we finished <laughs> up at Outrigger at Mezzo's, we partied until three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> now here's another question. Donna, you've been around um, Phuket for a long time. Um, yeah. Oh, so, no, actually, no, before I get into that question, just with the radio stuff, so what you, you've done your, you, Tim Newton, we kind of, I, I went into the charity stuff and didn't finish off the radio stuff. Tim Newton approached you about doing your, your um, Desert Island Discs, to, to give it a different word, a show on, on 89.5. You're still yep. there doing your, your lunchtime show, but it's evolved into something slightly different. What's the evolution of, of, of that? Because you also was on the Tiger as well. Yeah, so um, I continued to do the Desert Island Disc show for probably two years at... 89.5 and then the big coup happened and everything shut down and over that time uh tim started the tiger and asked me if i would go over there uh so i did that for a while he's a good guy he's a very creative man really creative man uh, so i enjoyed my time there but um i really love the family at 89.5 so i think, think i probably lasted a year and a half at the tiger 
and then went mm. back to Jason and Chris and the team at 89.5 and it kind of evolved because I was doing like fill-in shows like you guys did too you know like if Chris was away I'd do breakfast and if sorry the dogs bloody dog Russell the dog <laughs> it's just thinking it's been 33 minutes and she hasn't mentioned Marley but we're doing all right <laughs> okay um yeah, so then it kind of involved to do uh, the afternoon show and then I continued with my lounge at live. But, you know, I've been doing it for five years now. I've, I've just put it on hold because, you know, I've done both of you. So I think I've done you twice, Jay, and you, Russ, once or twice. You know, it's just... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and it was an amazing experience, Donna. In fact, well, I'll just go back... Let's not gloss over it. <laughs> the first time you did me... Um, was in happier times of my life and it was just picking up cool songs of, and I think I chose songs then that took me around my travels around the world so I, I, I believe I picked a song a lot of it was to do with girlfriends and that's what I did the second time you interviewed me was and this was actually really and I want to touch on this because this actually really helped me and, and Russell will, will, would know this because he was going through it with me was, was during my divorce and my, my serious serious depression time and actually, I, I had just started to realize that talking about it and getting it off your chest and being able to converse to people that I'm not a weak man, I'm not a, you know, a, a, a wimp. It's just so happens that I had this problem and I couldn't deal with it. I didn't know what it was and I wanted to let it out and tell people. And I think that's something that, and being serious now, it's, you know, if you do have mental health issues and you do have depression, don't feel weak. You've got to talk about it. Let people know. Don't, don't have to come on a podcast and shout about it, but it's always okay. good to find friends and to talk about it. And I think on, on the show that we did, Donna, a couple of years ago, it was just as I was trying to get out of it, and I just realized that it was time. And I think Russ would see me more so than anyone else had, because he was my go-to guy. But this was the first time I was able to talk about it. And actually, on your show, I got a few people did comment afterwards and actually said, Jay, it was great to hear someone actually be able to talk about it. I'm not saying I'm looking for praise I wasn't looking for praise I wasn't looking for anything I was actually just trying to get my feelings out and let people know that you know depression's shit and do you remember yeah. the songs and the, the the themes of the songs that you chose um it was the same, same number one I remember it being the same number one it was always all saints yeah I'm always going to go for all saints pure shores because that is my go-to song for for a lot of things I didn't try to pick too many I, I spoke to one of my friends about which songs to pick and I didn't try to pick too many depressing songs. I didn't think it was the right thing to do to go through the songs that I've been listening to. And there was a couple of songs that I still listen to now, which I know that was my time going through it. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't choose those. I think I tried to, cho I tried to choose. And I honestly, I'd have to look back at it. I, I can't really remember, to be perfectly honest. A lot of them I don't think Donna realized. In fact, I remember Donna saying, these songs are really weird. I didn't think you would, and both my interviews with Donna, I, I think she didn't expect some of the songs that I came out with. Whereas you, Russ, we know you're going to go down 80s rock every time. Whereas with me, that has an eclectic mix of music. I think at one point I also, I had um, the, the, the Blind Opera Singer was one of my songs. Um, Kelly. Not R. Kelly, no. He was a, he's a nasty. Bocelli. <laughs> oh, Bocelli, that's the one. <laughs> I've, I yeah. remember the... Sorry, you go, Russ. The last time I did it, with you, Donna, and we, I think, just pre-record went through the list, and like, there's, there's only one of these songs that's from this century. And I remember saying to you, Russ, I don't, 
are you taking the piss? Are these actually your top 10 songs? Are you, are you sure? Have you got, the, there's some fucking class tunes on that list, I'll have you know. I could, I, it's on my computer, I could probably bring it up, but it wouldn't be that clever. Um, yeah, Jay, it is really important. And I'm sure you both saw Mark Lyford's post yesterday. Did you see him do his little live? Yes. And, yes. and I just thought it was really so simple that he just did it after his run. And that's the sort of thing that needs to be out there on the internet more, especially at this time. I mean, everyone's going a little bit. There's so much uncertainty. Yeah, no, it's interesting because Russell and I did a, a podcast extra. So I should explain. We're recording this on a Thursday. Um, so yesterday was Wednesday, obviously, because that's how days of the weeks works. When you work back from Thursday, it becomes Wednesday. Donna, what are you drinking? Gin and tonic. This is not water. Um, we, did a, we did a podcast of positivity. So Russ and I decided to do 30 minutes, which was re- it wasn't difficult for me. Uh, it's difficult for somebody. Um, but it was all about, yeah, I don't know which, I don't know where you all are. Russell's below, beneath me at the moment. And Don, so there's Donna and there's Russell down there. Um, it was all about trying to find positiveness within this craziness of what's going on. And yeah, we're all stressed and it is a nightmare for everybody and a nightmare for the world. But there are positiveness that you need to grab. And, and sometimes just, like you said, like for just doing a, a, a little run, then you can go and have a cake. You know, little things, I mean, I, I, I'm making it sound simpler than it actually was. But just little things like that, just trying to be positive yep. all the time. And, and we'll, Russ and I, well, I'll release in the, the podcast of positivity will be released this afternoon, whereas this one doesn't come out till when you're listening to it now, then it comes out on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but I think grabbing those, but you're, you're quite a positive person, Donna. I don't often see you pissed off and down and, and, and upset, and, but I'm sure you do get like that. We all do. Russell? I, well, I would just suggest that that happens when the fridge has run out of champagne. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, yeah. I think, you know, sometimes behind closed doors, we all feel like maybe the world's getting on top of us, for sure. But, you know, when we're out there in public and we're doing podcasts or we're on the radio, we need to be positive. We can't be, we can't put all our woes on the world because then, one, they wouldn't listen to us. Uh, But yeah, I would probably say that as one of my personality traits is to try and be positive at any given moment in time, for sure. For sure, doesn't mean that I don't scream at my children or yell at my dog, Russell, who ate oh, my computer oh, charger. Oh, oh, look how good he's being. Donna's coming as a picture of the dog. What type of dog is that? That is a golden retriever puppy. She's a beautiful, calm, well-trained puppy. She sure is. She actually is amazing. She really yeah. is. Did she go but to the other point, point Academy by any chance? She was. Oh, and oh, we had- should mention that. We have uh, four more sessions with Russell and I can say to listeners out there who have puppies that have not had training, the most benefit, beneficial session that we did, Russell, is when you came to our house. Yeah. Because, you know, like you, uh, and I said it to you many times, when I'm training Maddie, I feel like I'm the only person doing it. And then when I come home, everyone's doing all the shit and I'm trying to explain to them, well, we're trying to teach her this. But when you came to our house and you spoke to Jackson and Ollie and two and Tooney wasn't there, unfortunately, they learned so much from yeah. you being in our house. So really cool. it's, it's always different when you, for, for me as a, um, as a trainer to try and go to go to different people in the family, because you've all within any family, you've got the dynamic 
that exists anyway. So, you know, kids don't listen to mom, dad doesn't listen to the wife or, or whatever it is. And there's always, well, I think I can do it this way or this way is better. And on top of that, you've all got your own little quirks. Whereas if I come in from the outside and say, no, you, 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 you're all doing it wrong. All of a sudden, everyone's on the same page. And the main benefit from that is obviously the dog's getting it the same from everyone. And that helps. Yeah, it sure does. It was really, really beneficial. And, you know, now she's in the pool all the time with the boys and chasing the ball. It's so funny. We did a couple of videos for homeschooling. Ollie had to explain how energy worked. And so we had the kickboard and I gave him some fruit and he jumped into the pool with the kickboard and he was swimming along. And then all of a sudden Maddie comes flying over the camera and lands on him and literally drowns him and he's laughing. And we sent that video into the teacher. It didn't show anything, but it was really funny. <laughs> so is she jumping in off the side now? Yeah. So, and if you, if you flash back to day one, yes. trying to get it to go in, like, oh, no! oh, this is great. Oh yeah. yeah. And she'll right. just... This is not a training session, please. We've got a <laughs> podcast to do and we're, we're running out of time. So um, DJ Toonie, the Toonmeister, the Toonster, Donna Toon, the legend. Um, Russell, ask your question. Uh, well, no, just before we get to, to that question, the only other um, hotels, yep. charity work, yep. radio, yep. Um. And what else are we missing that you've been involved in since you've been in Phuket? <clears throat> um, well, that's probably about it, really. I, I like to... Uh, Were like you involved in the weddings for a little bit as well? Say that again? Were you involved in the weddings for a little bit as well? Oh, yeah, I did. I worked with Andrea. Yeah. Andrea had married me Thailand, so I did that for a couple oh, of years. Yes. Uh, and we obviously worked together there again, both of you, all of us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I did that for a while. So when I was at Parisa, I took on the role of weddings as well as when I was doing food and beverage, just because it's a really big deal. And when people are paying mega, 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 mega bucks, yeah. we wanted to take that on board ourselves. Um, yeah, and so when I stopped working at Parisa and Zazada, I didn't want to do nothing. Yeah. Uh, so I worked with Andrew, but then she sold her business. Mm -hmm. And it was fun. We worked together. I mean, you guys work together all the time. It's so great to work with your buddy. Yeah. We did that for a couple of years, um, and then she sold it. Fair enough. And of all the outside of the, you know the hotels, your your bread and butter, as it were. But outside of all that, of all the little things that you've done and been involved in, do you ever? Is there one of those that you could pick out and say that's I really enjoyed that the most? I mean, I know like for Jay and I, it would probably be the radio. Um, sort of all of all those little things. But would it be the same for you? Yeah, I, I guess. It depends on which way you look at that question, right? I love the radio. And like when we talked about it before, I love the radio because I love talking to people and I love music and, you know, facts about music. And, you know, that's something that I really do for me. Uh, but of course the charity work brings so much more reward because I know that the hours spent doing what I'm doing is making a difference at the other end. And, you know, we kind of have that philosophy in our house that we want to make a difference. Cool. Nice. Okay. Um, right then. Give us two or three things that are on your bucket list. Yeah. Not 48 pages like Joe Barnes. Yeah, like fucking check out volume one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was like the, what's that Encyclopedia Britannica she had lined up? Ridiculous. Yeah. Lovely lady though, by the way. She's great. But bucket list. <laughs> 
Did she? I, I didn't hear the end of hers. Did she talk about our show, Chick Chat? Because that's only about positivity. It's kind of like your podcast of positivity. Our show that we do at 89.5 is called Chick Chat. And it was Joe's idea to bring it together just to have something positive to talk about on the radio. Did she talk about oh. that? I can't. Don't no, she didn't no. mention that, and I, I, I have listened to it, and I didn't bring it up at, so it's my fault for not making notes, which I never do. You used to, Jay. I remember when you were at the radio, like I'd come in, and you'd have all these notes, and this is what you're doing, and this ad breaking, and I was just like, what are you doing? That, that's very different. The way I do my radio shows was, was pretty much scripted 100%, so I would write my script you know, the week before my show. And no, it wasn't, that's how I did it. Because Donna, I had different characters coming into my show, different things going on. There was one point, I had a French guy called Jean-Pierre that would walk in at one point and, and oh, it was just ridiculous. But that's how I was with my radio show. With the podcast, it's, it is very much, much more, well, let's just go with the flow. But I think I have to be careful because the reason on the radio, because you can't say beer, you can't say champagne, you can't say fuck, you can't say dick. You know, with the podcast, yeah. we can get away with a lot more. So I know yeah. my, what my brain's like. I know how it goes off on tangent. So on the radio shows, I, I had to keep it kind of in the, the lines. So the only way to do that was to write. And even then, it went off on craziness, and I would get told off every bloody show. Uh, but, yeah, no, I was a scripter one. So I don't do it anymore. Oh, well. I miss the radio. So swearing, swearing on the radio was the big one, because I swear a fucking lot, as you both well, no. I mean, I think we're all fairly blue as it is, but being on the radio and just, if you're like, if you're interviewing someone or even if you're just doing a spiel in between songs or whatever it is, or coming back after the news, and you're, if you've got either a script um, or, you know, an ad or something that you're supposed to say and put in there, it's fine. But it's when you're having that <clears throat> off the cuff remark or that off yeah. the cuff thought, you get a text from Jay and you want to say something funny back and it's like that, friend of mine um <laughs> just <laughs> yeah yeah so, so anyway your, yeah your bucket list what have you got on your bucket list young lady well i'd like to survive what we're going through right now oh, hell, Donna. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, bucket list number one is not to kick the bucket good start i like it Which, <laughs> hold on that doesn't really work on a whole bucket list. If you're saying I don't want to die, but the bucket list is what you want to do before you die. So if you are going to die. I don't mean, don't mean die. I just mean, you know, get through. You know, there's a lot of everyone's and you boys are in the same position as us. You know, we have job security issues and financial issues, security and things like that. You know, everyone's kind of on edge at the moment, you know, and if we can all survive it as a family bubble. And God, we're so lucky. We live in a five-star resort that's closed. So you can imagine the fun we're all having here. We are much better than most. Running you know, naked through the corridors. You know, we are really lucky. And I keep saying that to the boys. You know, yesterday we, we went and stole four buggies from reception and we did buggy races around the resort. You know, just heaps <laughs> of cool like that. We took the dogs down to Firefly. You know, we were down at Firefly having a big swim in the pool and stuff. You know, we're really, really lucky. But there's still that anxiety about what's going on. And everyone is in the same boat. And you kind of have a little bit of comfort in that, which is kind of sick, I know. It's but not. No, no, I've, I'm, let me jump in on that particular thought, because <clears throat> I've kind of reached that point as well. I've gone through, you know how like, you have the five stages of grief, which I can't remember what they are, but there's five stages or whatever. There's within this sort of process, there has to be a similar sort of um, number of stages and what have you. 
because <clears throat> a few weeks ago I was going through the, you know, I've just opened this brand new fucking facility, dumped a ton of money, just about to open the doors. Oh, we've got to close business bonds and away we go. Yeah. So been through all that, but there is solace in the fact that every there's, there's nothing I've done wrong. There's nothing you've done wrong. There's not a mistake that's been made. And equally, there's, there's not people that are doing wonderfully, well, there will be, but there's not people that are doing wonderfully well off and benefiting from this right now. We're all yeah. just as fucked. Yeah. So and it's, you know what? It's, it, I don't think it's selfish. It's just, it's fact. We're all in the same boat and there's nothing anyone can do. So we might as well just well, enjoy what we can well, Donna, I'm just trying to think. You, you running around your resort. Have you ever seen the film The Shining? <laughs> Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Stanley Kubrick, actually, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Go yeah. and watch it again and get the kids to watch it and then um, <laughs> see what it's like running around the resort after that. And then watch Doctor Sleep after it. <laughs> sure. So what else is on your bucket list, my darling? You know what? You, you, you preempted this and said to me a couple of days ago, these are the questions I'm going to ask. I don't really, to be honest, I don't have this big bucket list like G.I. Joe does. I just, you know, we, sure, we plan for the future, but I just kind of live in the moment and uh, I want my kids to be happy and I want my husband to be happy. In the very, very immediate future, if I can turn my camera around. So Russell's seen my bucket of champagne corks there. Can you see it? Yep. So we spent two days taking the musilet off and we took all the tops off. These are called caps. So I'm going to do a big piece of art, which I'm going to send you a photo of afterwards because I've been doing different types and I want to put it up on the wall. But I've got maybe two or 3,000 champagne court caps. And um, I know. I just, just wanted to... Up. Donna, can you just get up and, and turn the camera around and show us the bucket again? The bucket? Sure. Yeah, Is this Here's going to get a screenshot. Okay. Hold on. So that's that is a large bucket of champagne corks. Yeah. Done. And you started that at the beginning of the lockdown, right? <laughs> and so these are all the tops. <laughs> yeah, put them in color codes because I'm OCD Sagittarian. And wow. I'm going to do some art. I'm going to send you photos, boys, of the art I've already done, but I pulled it apart because I didn't really like it. Uh, so that would be my immediate bucket list for sure. But as long term, you know, I just sounds like a cliche, but I just want the boys to be happy and successful. And Scott and I to continue on to be happy together. And that's about it, really. I think that's a fabulous bucket list thing to have. I really do. I think that's one of the nicest bucket lists to have. You know, just trying to be happy. Russell wants to swim with sharks. He wants to climb Kilimanjaro. He wants to get his penis extension and all this kind of stuff that he's got on his bucket list. Sometimes just, just trying to be happy, Donna, is enough. Just being happy with your family. Yeah, well, especially at the moment, right? I mean, that's all we ever want. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, look, we were, um, we're going to have to close it down because otherwise we're going to go on forever. Although I don't <laughs> mind because this is actually quite nice. It's nice to talk to people and actually, actually get yes. to interact with people that I haven't seen for a little oh, while. We've got a whole lot else to do. Exactly. <laughs> Although I do have to go I, and pick up my supermarket at the moment is like a social outing, isn't it? It's like, oh, I wonder who I'm going to see at the supermarket today. Oh, I'm going to stop. You know, it's a whole different world, isn't it? Like going to the supermarket before was like, oh, God, I've got to go to the supermarket. And now it's like, oh, should I take my coffee? Should we have a... 
However, <laughs> the problem I've got is I'm not very good at recognising people, and it's even worse with masks on. So people are saying hello to me, I'm like, all right. I'm like, hello, how are you? And don't, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so actually, just taking a question from, from yesterday's podcast extra, uh, Jay and I were discussing in terms of just in being locked down and reaching out to people that you may not have spoken to or followed up with for a while. Have you done any of that? Have you had any of these sort of Zoom or Facebook, FaceTime, WhatsApp, video chats with old friends or people that you don't normally connect to? Yeah, 100%. You know, uh, there's an app in New Zealand that three weeks ago was number 1,140 100, 1, on the top list of apps and now it's number one and that's House Party. Yeah. Do you guys know about that? Yeah. I haven't used it, but I've heard it, yeah. It's really cool. I mean, it's just exactly what we're doing right now, except it's got to call a name and it make, gives you an excuse to drink some bubbles and create some more corks. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've been doing that. You know, we've got friends stuck in Australia that live here, Andrew and Paul and, you know, Abby and Barney are over there. So we, every Friday at 5 p.m., we've been doing a house party and whoever's around joins it. Gets a bit messy when there's a few too many people on because, you know, when people talk, you know, you can't, like we're doing, put your hand up or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, for sure, I think it's a, definitely a time for reaching out and making sure everyone's okay. And then taking that theme, if you think, then think about it, once we move out of this dynamic that we're all in, we're, we're all waiting to see how the world changes. Uh, the big change for you guys, obviously, is no more running around naked, stealing buggies and driving around the resort, which is tragic, I know, but it's a change that's going to come. So on a more positive note, do you think that you might take this communication you've been having, these house parties that you've been having with old friends all around the place, is that something you might continue or is that going to fall by the wayside as well? I hope not because it's, it's nice. It's nice to have this in the diary every Friday at five o'clock yeah. and whoever's around jumps on board. I think it's really cool and it's important and we all need it. Yeah. Uh, moving forward, you know, try our very best. You know, we're obviously all very busy, but we will try our very best to continue at 5 p.m. Fridays. Cool. You? Okay, well, if you're listening now, uh, listener, at 5 p.m. on Friday, search DJ Tooney's house party and uh, you can join her crash it. and crash it. Yeah, we're going to gate crash Tooney's party. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, Donna Toon, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. You are one of the nicest people I know. Um, you've been amazing to me and always been... No, not you, Russell. I, I don't... I, oh, wow. I think... Listen, you've got Fat Rob, Russ. I've got DJ Tooney. All right, that's how it works from now on. Uh, no, but no, you have been cool because we've obviously known each other for years and now we're at school, we see each other, well, not so much at school anymore, but we would see each other at school and bits and pieces. So no, thank you for doing this. We really appreciate it. And thank you for your time. Um, I need to get a little screenshot of all three of us um, before you go, but is there anything else you want to add? No, I think it's been perfect. Thank you. It's been lots of fun. And you know, it's, it's just us chatting, right? It's not oh god you gotta ask me this question no oh, i don't know what is that's no, not like that at all really cool so we much fun russell wanted me to write out questions i said no we're just going to go with the flow yeah <laughs> all right bj <laughs> tooney oh. lots of love thank you so much um, right everyone stand still and one two three smile i didn't know which pose to do so i i'm going to take one more just going to take one more and one two three smile <laughs> I'll take a screenshot with one hand. I'm trying to manage it. It so is. Yeah. yeah. Well done, boys. Lots of Donna, fun. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Mm, big love. Bye-bye. Uh, Russell, we have a... I didn't mean to hang up on everyone. 
as abruptly as I did. I was meant to just <laughs> say goodbye to everybody nicely. Um, I like Donna too. She's lovely. Oh, I love Donna. Donna's great. Ooh. And she's sending through some pictures of her champagne art. Yeah, no, she's just sent me some pictures as well of a little oh, champagne cool. art. So we'll, we'll somehow incorporate those into our um, art of our podcast. But no, it was good. She's, a, she's an amazing lady, Miss Toon. When you're setting up these Zoom meetings, why do you keep using passwords? Are you concerned that NASA might try and break in? Uh, no, because I don't know how else to do it. So I just do the simple thing, host the meeting, then it gives me the code and I send it through. Um, and that's it, end of. So let's not make a big deal out of it. Remember, podcast of positivity. We've got to do another yesterday. one. <laughs> um, but no, that was, uh, I've known DJ Donna. Well, I've known Donna for a long time. And yeah, she's, a, she's an amazing lady. Her and Scott and the kids are a great family. So no, it was a nice podcast. I, I, I like the, the two Meister. She's done a well, lot. It's funny, I was thinking beforehand, I was trying to remember, you know, where did I first meet them? And I, I, I for the life of me, couldn't place it. Um, and I was thinking, I know she did the weddings for a while. She was on the radio for a while. I know that we were in hotels, but I couldn't work out what the genesis was. Where was that sort of first meeting? And that was it. Um, genesis? I just, the beginning, the start. Studio. Oh. <laughs> That's actually Phil Collins when he went solo, but I get your point. Anyway, um, I mean, as a DJ, one would expect that you might know oh, that. No, but... no, seriously. No, I hate this, right? <laughs> I hate this. Just because I'm a DJ doesn't mean yeah. I have to know every fucking fact about every single poxy song. I don't give a shit that much about that kind of stuff. I DJ because I know what songs work in certain environments and I'm a music designer and I'm a fucking great entertainer. And one thing I have got to pick out with Donna Toon is her saying that I would never be a radio personality in my home country. I would be friggin' amazing. I agree you would be friggin' amazing. Okay. I 100% agree with that, genuinely, as would I. However, I also agree with her 100% that the likes of us would find it they're hair, 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 hairy difficult to do that if we went back to the UK. Yeah, very true. Uh, so anyway, that was DJ Tooney. Um, if you are looking for Donna... Oh, hang on, look up. Genesis, not Phil Collins. The genesis of meeting Donna was oh. at Teresa doing the weddings. And that was the thing I... I'd literally just, you know, what happened to Stuart happened to Stuart. And I was running around trying to meet people I was supposed to be doing weddings for and literally rocked up to Parisa, unshaven, bit of a mess, last minute, right, there's a wedding this weekend, what are we doing? And Donna was like, uh, um, are you going to shave? <laughs> Bless her. Well, you should shave more often. In fact, should we shave now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the point where I'm like, I really, really want to. Like, I really fuck it, I've had enough. But I'm now thinking, the longer it goes, the, I, I now just want to keep going. Oh, I don't. I just want to get yeah. um, It's going to feel so good and so weird. Oh. Right? Oh, I can't wait to get rid of it. It's horrible. Uh, but no, that was the, the, the amazing Donna Toon. Check her out. She is very, very cool. She does do a great load of work for charity. I think the first time I met was probably at one charity gig. With, and she does like a, a few bottles of bubbles, but she does it sensibly. And let's say, if you're going to drink, drink sensibly. Um, yeah. She, she drinks a lot sensibly. Got <laughs> um, if you just to, we've got to finish off because I need to get to the laundry before it shuts. Um, <laughs> which is my life. Well, I got to get to the laundry. It's going to shut soon. Um, 
if you want any dog help, give Russell a shout. Go to caninepointacademy.com. He can do online um, training. He can talk to you about it and give you some top... Oh, he can't, but you can. Don't shake your head. Yes, you can. No, just go and get that out. Uh, like us on Facebook if you want to. Um, follow us on Instagram if you want to look at no pictures whatsoever. Um, and also, we've, um, we released last... Because this is coming out, obviously, on Tuesday. We released last week our first ever podcast of positivity. And we will be doing that once a week as well while this whole... Coronavirus. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that was never in the contract. Yeah, it's in the contract now. We're doing one uh, podcast of positivity each and every week, just to give you more content. And if you haven't listened to our show before, go back. There's 27 other shows. Well, this Donna Toon's 28, so there's 27 other shows that you can go back and listen to as well. Um, listen, we're all in it together. We're trying to bring a bit of love into your, or into your ear holes just doing this podcast. If you want to be on the podcast, give us a shout. Uh, jadashark at gmail.com anything else to say did i have to be there for any of that no not really i could have done it all myself in fact you did say <laughs> about four months ago that i should have got someone else to do this for me oh well can't be asked now and to look forward to gives me something to do for five minutes yeah there is that i suppose cool. all right mate i'll well, speak to you later the laundry, mate. thanks um i'm gonna have to edit this now say goodbye russell goodbye russell